Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Stick to a format and a release schedule for your podcast is the common refrain. But consumption habits change throughout the year. Are we sacrificing opportunity in the name of making evergreen content? Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Maybe we're wrong about evergreen content. People's habits change throughout the year, as I just said, at least for some things, right? I mean, consumerism, if you want to use that term, because that's what we live in every day, for a great many products and services is quite seasonal in nature. Now, commodities aren't greatly impacted by the seasons. I probably buy the same amount of paper towels and toilet paper, generally speaking, throughout the year. I don't, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit more around the holidays, but most of the time that's the same, right? But for other goods, especially specialty goods and services, seasons affect us. So is your podcast a commodity or is it special? You see, for years, I've given the advice, as many of my podcasting uh, fellow consultants and, and pundits have said before, make evergreen content. Wherever possible, make evergreen content. Don't mention dates if you can avoid it. Don't time block your show by saying things like next month or last week, even though I violate that rule all the time, but such is life with the daily podcast, I suppose. But for the most part, many of us want to make timeless episodes. Google loves timeless episodes and just the nature of on-demand content that podcasting is We don't know when someone's going to choose to download and listen or when they discover it. So we want to make it with as few date-based time stamps or maybe even speed bumps as possible. But I got to rethinking that recently, at least for some shows, at least for some shows, because of that very real impact seasons have on us as consumers, which I previously mentioned, and podcast listeners are not immune to those same forces that impact them all day long during those seasonal changes. But if your podcast doesn't, hmm. So I'm rethinking this. And I've got some recommendations, I think. And it's not, however, a one-size-fits-all examination or uh, recommendation. It starts with an examination, which is where I was going. And that is to examine your show and see if seasonal consumerism plays a role in your audience's lives and your the content you're relating with. It plays a role in everyone's lives. But the content they're consuming, is it also perhaps impacted by that seasonality for them? 
Now, you can't look at download stats to find out are more people listening in July than they are in January. No, that's not that's not what I'm talking about. I mean, look at the industry or the segment that your content is a part of and see if there is a natural seasonality to it. I'm going to give you two examples here. One's a very extreme example and the other ones are, are less so. The extreme example is the easy one. Let's say the podcast that you make is about a sports team or a specific sport in and of itself. All right. If that's the case, you're probably already doing this. But for the rest, let me explain. You want to lean into that season. And I think you even want to adapt your episodes to fluctuate with that seasonal change. So, yes, you should absolutely during the season going on and playing games, you should absolutely talk about yesterday's game when that's happening. Absolutely. You should do it. Or yesterday's games, if it were. And then when postseason comes around, switch up your episodes, switch up the way you produce an episode because it's postseason now. And then during the off season, maybe you're doing deep dives, uh, profiles, if you will, on the players because it's off season. And maybe even in the off season, rethink your episode output. Maybe you're doing it every week during the real season, but in the off season, do you need to do it weekly? Do you have to? I mean, you could. But people's attention are not quite as much on the sport then. And then when preseason begins again, kick things back into high gear, get back on your regular release schedule. And if you do it that way, think about all of those episodes that you did. Think about packaging up those episodes into that season and and, and really making a season out of your podcast as well that follows that sports team or that sport season. That becomes a very cool time capsule for true fans who want to say, what happened in, you know, 2016 with this particular team? You've got it all sized up there. That's the extreme example. Let's do the base, the, the much, much less extreme example. Um, what about a particular city? Or maybe, maybe that's what your podcast covers. I used to be the host of the Bangkok podcast. We covered Bangkok. We kept our content pretty evergreen. Maybe we shouldn't have. Maybe we should have changed that up based on the travel that comes into this very big travel destination city, or maybe around certain events when a city is buzzing and that's what everything is all about. We could have talked about what's happening right now with the weather because Bangkok has seasons. It's the weird seasons, the hot season and the wet season. But And there's also a quieter part where people are leaving town and stuff. We could talk more about these things or, or even cover the what happens in your town when the tourists aren't there. Again, that's leaning into the seasons and actually modifying your content to fit where they actually live. I said I was going to give you two examples. I decided I'm going to give you three because those are really kind of extreme. I think even your show possibly might be more subtly impacted by seasons than you think. Like if you're doing a personal finance show and you're not talking about the tax season, hmm. Or you've got a family-friendly or even a family-focused show and you're not covering back-to-school issues. I don't mean shopping. I just mean the changes in people's lives around back-to-school, wherever back-to-school is or whenever back-to-school is for them. See, shows like this that are influenced by but not dominated by a season, a more subtle approach is required for those. And this is where... Very cool dynamic content insertion that most podcast platforms are jumping on board with right now can really come into play. You can drop in those seasonal things and then take them out when that season is over without impacting your main content. Or maybe 
Maybe you are producing full episodes that lean into that season that are designed to be short-lived and will actually disappear from your feed after a certain period of time. Maybe you relegate them to a bonus content section on your website or something only members have. I don't know. But I think we need to rethink this one-size-fits-all approach and demand that we all use evergreen content because seasons and the way seasons impact our listeners could have an impact on our show. It might be a good way to start. And I think this certainly starts by you deciding whether or not you're really making evergreen content or not, and whether or not you should be. Now, that's a question that might be very hard for you to answer. So once again, I encourage you to check in with your peers, send them this episode, see what they think about the idea of reseasoning for some of the reasons I talked about here and, and share ideas and opinions about each other's shows. Maybe there's something you could do here as well. Now, if you love this idea, please consider going to buymeacoffee.com slash evoterra and buying me a coffee because coffee is always in season. Iced coffee, hot coffee, doesn't matter. Anyhow, I'm getting off topic. So that is it. I shall be back tomorrow with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.